Wait, am I supposed to go? Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. Like right now. Yeah, like any day. <laughs> Alright. In five, four, three, two, one. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a pipe bombing, war games pimping, Hooven Tune Guerrero conceived episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk about everything from CM Punk's return, kind of, uh, to the continued evolution of WWE's eclectic roster and everything in between. Another hot, tasty, spicy week of professional wrestling. Matt, how the heck are you? I am doing fantastic. Great. I'm, I'm a little distracted, actually. I was uh, pulling up the other... Uh... The other sites so that we can have some drops for this episode now that we figured out how to do that it was a stupid idea from bad creative here we go um everybody if you want to find did you even hear that i did no? okay good uh if you want to find everything brothers in discussion uh go to bod podcast uh or brother bod podcast.com or brothers of discussion.com you're going to find all the links uh, and past episodes and old blogs from the Brothers of Discussion in regards to this wonderful wrestling show. But you will also find a new landing page for the Discussion 5, which is our hockey podcast that drops every Monday and uh, Thursday from the Hockey Podcast Network. And then it drops on Tuesdays and Fridays on that very page. Of course, coming up this week would be an exclusive interview, Mike. With the hottest man in uh, Kings, LA Kings hockey knowledge uh, would be Jordy Cunningham. An exclusive conversation. You, you don't want to miss. Nobody else could get this conversation, but the brothers of discussion. Um, so if you're a fan of hockey, you don't want to miss it. That being said, uh, if you don't want to go, or if you want, <laughs> you don't want to go to the website. Uh, if you want to get to our social media a little bit quicker, go to at BOD Podcast for the Twitter. Go to Brothers underscore of underscore discussion for the Instagram. Find us on Facebook as the Brothers of Discussion and find the Facebook group as live <laughs> wrestling discussion brought to you by BODpodcast.com. Mike, whew, doggies. It's always That's so much to go through. Um, yeah, we t I did it. Uh, all right. So let's, let's <laughs> jump into some wrestling. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do just that. Uh, Matt, this is the, the hottest thing. I, I love going on Twitter and watching the reactions to this nonsense. Matt, kind of, Sam Punk is back, kind of. Woo! He's a commentator or something. I don't know. He's on Fox. It's yeah. on WWE Backstage. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to hot tag myself into this one. How many episodes of Backstage was I planning on watching? Ever. Uh, zero. And now I actually kind of want to see it just to see just a glimpse of cm punk i We've mean already had some some big reactions from uh you know some of the big stars um obviously seth rollins throwing his name out there uh ricochet but matt who had an exciting uh little jab there of 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 uh of interest to uh maybe get in the ring with mr punk who would that be well, I don't know if you saw, you know, Booker T was pretty hot right after. He, he was pretty excited. but uh, That was a quacky, quacky duck, duck, duck moment if I've ever seen one. <laughs> uh, I think, Mike, you're referring to 
Mr. The Fiend, who, uh, who of course, tweeted out a couple of pictures of uh, himself getting beat up as uh, Husky Harris and, uh, and then beating up CM Punk as, uh, what, what, what do we call this? I, I guess just like the, the Sister Abigail version of, of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, wonderful. It's, it's a beautiful nod to the storyline I would have loved to have seen for The Fiend. <laughs> that's, that's my little rhyme. Uh, I think that should be our segment on a weekly basis. We were talking about doing new segment, segments for the show. What I would have, would have loved to have seen from The Fiend. Um, apparently the beer that I've had, uh, for this episode today is already making me, it's not, I was going to say it's making me slur my words, but actually what's going on, this is, it's so thick. You're slurping your words. Yeah, Yeah. it's so thick. I I, I can't even, it's like, I I have to do those, um, improv and acting, um, Oh, and you stretch your, your vocal cords and your mouth muscles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's really closing me up. It's probably got something in it that I'm allergic to, and we'll find out at about the 20 minute mark when uh, you just hear me gasping for air. But uh, I was gasping for air, Mike, when I saw that tweet because I just thought that was so exciting. And uh, you know, folks, I think I think what is fair to be excited about is the fact that the entire WWE roster was tweeting at CM Punk. So all of this. You know he's he is officially under contract as a I don't know a broadcaster. It's not really a broadcasting job. He's more just a um, a talking head piece. He might as well be on yeah. around the horn on ESPN. So well, that's uh that's funny you bring that comparison up because the first thing this made me think of like what his role is compared to what the job could be yeah. is he looks like John Gruden. Uh, who was in the Monday Night Football booth, you know, for years after. You know, <laughs> idea from bad hey, it's true. He was. <laughs> oh, no, I don't I know. Meant, he... <laughs> I meant John Gruden, not not what you were saying. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he was he was uh, he was the color commentary guy in Monday Night Football. Uh, he, ESPN gave him tons of TV time. My God, remember he used to interview like young quarterbacks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, as much as I hated those segments on ESPN, and it's it's something that actually turned me away from uh, ESPN almost entirely, I got to say, if they did something very similar to that with Punk, I would want to watch that. I would want to watch Punk, you know, gosh, I don't know which young guy I'd want him to interview, but um, not necessarily giving tips, but maybe giving tips uh, for some of these guys who have issues. Uh, getting you know on the microphone uh, you know selling a story things like that because if there's one thing uh, I don't I don't think anyone can doubt against CM Punk you can tease his body type and was he really a great wrestler I don't know but he was definitely I top five on the microphone Um, you know selling nonsense with conviction um, selling good stories and making them great stories um he is beloved because of that. So if they end up getting him to a point where he, he he's in that position, I think that's just a win for everybody. Obviously, we selfishly want him to get back in the ring and, you know, fight all of our, our new heroes, you know, uh, AJ Styles, you know, the, uh, the Fiend, Ricochet, all those guys. Yeah. Uh, but if at the very least we get, you know, a little bit of um, – um, you know, a little – 
you know, behind the curtain of how CM Punk thinks, you know, watch him kind of craft the story, you know, uh, I, th- I think that would be a, a fascinating exploration um, for anybody who's a wrestling fan uh, to, to kind of see him break down the action like that. Yeah, uh, and I, I think one thing that might be missed, too, is there, there are a lot of people tweeting out, you know, <laughs> CM Punk, uh, why, why did you make this uh, decision to, to rejoin the WWE? And, uh, you know, the funny joke that's out there is just, I'm hungry, um, <laughs> impl- implying oh. that he needs money. But, uh, you know, we just mentioned at the top of the show, we do a hockey podcast. So what do I absorb when I'm not watching wrestling is other hockey podcasts and watching hockey when I can. So who shows up on every single hockey podcast now as a, a, a talking head is CM Punk. The guy's getting jobs in Canada to talk hockey on a weekly basis. I mean, this is, this is not a guy I think that is – making uh like getting those i don't know how do you want to how do you how do you want to say this like um putting in those first posts you know into the ground so that he can build a foundation uh to to return to wrestling i think what he's doing is building a foundation for a career in broadcasting and journalism i i, I mean the guy is everywhere and not to mention he's been getting his writing skills going for marvel comics so for me, I see this as just another one of those moves, and I, I agree with you. I think the most exciting thing is going to be to hear a guy. We're all going to be on the edge of our seats now. When there's another Rusev and Lana segment, what's CM Punk going to say about it? Oh, my God. I, I mean, can you imagine? Every week, that's going to be the hottest video on Twitter. It's going to be the, the one we're all sharing, the one that I'm stealing from other Twitter accounts because I don't have the time, and then making a funnier joke than everybody else. But that'll be – that'll be <laughs> – what, what is this, Tuesday nights? So that'll be, yeah, my, my every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. We'll be going on there, seeing what video you guys have pulled from CM Punk's comments, and then me making it into a fun joke. So I – I think that's what the, you know, the excitement should be coming from. And I, I also like the fact, too, that now you can say CM Punk again in the WWE. And I think that was something, too, that the WWE wanted to do as well. Um, and you can do that now. I, two most exciting things about this from, from a realistic perspective. Um, I still think we are, not to, not to damn or, or, or bury the perspective of maybe he will wrestle again in the WWE, but I just... That's, you know, it seems like a real big stretch for a guy that constantly says and who's had money in his face to wrestle from the likes of AEW. Like, he said no to that, you know? And it's not like he was really looking at the WWE and going, that's a company that knows how to treat its wrestlers, right? Right? Right. I mean, so, if, I, I think if he really was going to wrestle, he would have went to AEW just because those those numbers that have been rumored. woo um, I, I don't think they're Tyson Fury numbers, but they were really good numbers. Um, and you know, it's supposed to be the, the land of opportunity where you can actually be creative and kind of reinvent yourself as any character you can dream of. Um, so, you know, that's something he kind of preached, you know, uh, besides the injuries, um, um, a disconnect creatively with WWE. So <sighs> I, I think you're onto something. 
Um, I think Punk is he's really good at building his own brand. Um, and it, it doesn't feel like he's on the cusp of wrestling. My God, would I would love to be wrong yeah. in a couple of months. But um, I think you bring up a pretty good point right there. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you can have one point per episode. Thanks. Uh, so backstage, WWE backstage, I don't think any of us are going to watch it. We're going to watch it now. Uh, really smart move um, on their part. I think the ratings for that show are going to be off the chain and matt i know you love talking about ratings um did, <laughs> did you get a chance to look at the uh ratings comparison for nxc and aew man it was a stupid idea from bad creative sorry i can't i <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm trying to bait to... you i'm trying to bait you yeah <laughs> uh now that i figured out how to do drops on this new system um so I didn't have a promo planned and I know I said that's how I introduced this um and this is honestly the most intimidating way I think to start a promo but um this has got to buddy (laughs) this has got to stop this is like the most petty ridiculous like from from one side to say like any number that we're looking at is impressive is absolutely ridiculous and then the other side, while they're losing, to poo-poo the decline in ones in their opponents' numbers, and then to come around and give these like basic B level of arguments about how like oh well AEW this is their only show and NXT so much closer and they have so many no none of those are valid arguments. But the most important thing here, folks, is that these numbers don't matter anymore. They don't. They, they oh my gosh. What, how do ads ever escape you anymore? They're everywhere. <laughs> They're not on TV. If anything, that is the only number that has dropped outside of the Super Bowl. That's the only number that has dropped in regards to the, you know, like increasing uh, numbers for ad spend. Everything yeah. else is going up television goes down mike radio went up television went down so just (laughs) just (laughs) cut it out with this baloney of the ratings it is such a clickbait bull crap i forgot we're not on the hockey podcast network such a bullshit fucking lame thing to do once a week it's a complete waste of your time because it doesn't matter and for anybody that is celebrate, let, let me just, so I, I feel like I've buried, like if you're an NXT fan and you bring this up and you try and make some argument about how NXT is somehow winning this, even though they're still down in the ratings. Um, I mean, that's enough. That's all that needs to be said. But for AEW fans, I mean, you gotta can it, man. Every Monday and Friday, you're getting beat anyway. So what is the point of this argument? You're wasting your own time, and you're talking about something that's completely trivial at this point. I, I, I just, it's, uh, I think it, it's, it's really an antiquated argument where, you know. Mike, you could, quit coming in with the bullshit fucking uh, big it, words it, it, here. It fucking... is. I, it is. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, they, um, I, I'm personally watching both of those programs on hulu on hulu live and i have hulu live and you know what i don't watch either of them live i watch them (laughs) on my 
DVR when I they're, can. They're not live, buddy. <laughs> We're not live, buddy. JR would not know what to do. Well, when's the lost man on EW? We'll see you in about five seconds. And you know what? I go on <laughs> the DVR and I listen to it again. Well, when's the lost man? See you in about five seconds. So, and you then I get, do it again. That's the I'm next strap I'm going to get, again. everybody. I promise. Yeah, it's, just, it's just me doing a good version of that. Yeah, no, um, we're not getting JR saying that. It's just going to be you. It's me doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it doesn't – I don't know who it's for. I think it's just to, you know, kind of stir the pot and make the other side angry if you actually think those numbers matter. Well, looks like I'm watching the good show. And that, <laughs> this goes back to who gives shit? Like – the important thing is, do you enjoy wrestling? And the show you're watching, is it making you happy? Like, Yeah, this this is where, like, I, I think... Yeah, remember, new- we had the argument about support the wrestlers, not the promotions. Like, yeah. who cares? The company doesn't give a damn about you. <laughs> it's just, are you entertained by the product? Like, I love Batman. But that doesn't mean I want to watch any of these Justice League movies ever again, because they're terrible, because I love Batman. So I'll just read my books or I'll watch The Dark Knight. I'm not going to just blindly watch every DC movie. Who cares? <laughs> you just love Batman. Like, what? Well, uh, did you see the ratings on this uh, new DC movie? Who cares? Did did you did you like it? Uh, it it's not going to... Shouldn't, you shouldn't blindly like it just because DC's on the brand, on the box. Just go watch the good Batman. I, I don't know. It's It's madness. What? I don't want to talk about it much more. Um, I just, I, I, I'm glad that you put a comment in here that you want to do a, a promo against ratings because they don't matter. Everybody watches it on DVR. My God, NXT does dark matches on YouTube. How are we going to rate those? Did I say NXT? I meant AEW. Good Lord. Uh, I'm <laughs> just fine. so rattled right now. I, I can't even quit. It's, Speaking it's of quitting, Matt, <laughs> Jordan Miles quit. How about that? <laughs> He's done. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Albert Christian Hardy uh, is his name. Uh, and he mostly wrestled as ACH. Um, you know, we can't all be MJF. So uh, <laughs> we got another three-letter nickname here. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that ACH is, is free. Uh, I hope the best for his career. I don't, I don't know if there's a whole lot for the Brothers of Discussion to add. It's just... Yeah, I know we is. wanted to make mention because it, it really sucks, the situation he got put into um, and the real lack of support. I'm going to say it again from people like Booker T, uh, from people like Mark Henry, who have the power to be a voice, and they just kind of let this guy fall off the wayside. So I, I think a shameful performance by those two. Uh, and ACH, best of luck in your career. Matt, please um, throw in your two cents. Here's here's what we're doing. We're, this is going to be a stretch, okay? Did you watch uh, Chernobyl on HBO? I did. You know the one thing I learned from watching that is I am so excited that we're bringing Chernobyl into a wrestling podcast. Uh, but <laughs> if you haven't watched I can't it, wait it, to see where this goes. It is one of the best shows I've ever watched. I, I've and I, I blitzed through it after the show was done. I watched and and this is not something where there's like. I'm going to say it's very exciting to me, but there aren't like superheroes on this. You know, this isn't one of those uh, WB or CW shows or something like that. It's, like, a, it's a what a historical, uh, you know, fictionalized uh, nonfiction of 
um, you know, the political um, um, lobbying that, you know, made just fuck the country of Russia. Yeah. Uh, because people were so stubborn, they didn't want to have people evacuate and make Russia look bad. So they're literally, you know, next to, um, um, you know, radiation poisoning. It's it's falling from the skies and nobody's being evacuated so they can save face. Uh, but go ahead. It sounded like you had a real point there. I just I didn't know if we really set the stage. If you hadn't watched the show, it's about the real life tragedy that happened in Russia. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't really going to get too deep into what was going on in the show, but what I what I brought, what I took away from the show was, Mike, we had we had a clean energy solution, and uh, bad or poor middle management decisions is what brought to light is uh, you know like how human error can destroy all of that, right? So the propaganda behind that took away the fact that we had a clean energy solution, and we even today are too scared to consider this as an option. Instead of putting the right people in place and having the right protocols to keep it safe, we keep ourselves away from a clean energy solution. Okay. So here's where I'm okay. going with this. <sighs> Bring it back. Here we Why go. Why in God's name... When we have Sin Cara asking for his release, and we've had a litany of WWE superstars ask for their release, we crown them as saviors. They want release from the tyranny of WWE. Why on Twitter is ACH the first guy to be dubbed as his video gets shared? This guy's crazy. He's lost it. Screw ACH. Pro WWE tweets. Support the wrestler, like you said, Mike. So... <clears throat> We're, we're having this propaganda lead, lead this story, and we're already forgetting that this guy got treated like garbage, and he's bringing to light how often... I mean, if we want to say, like, diversity is a problem, he did a great job of saying, you know, it, it, is, it is the black superstar that has really been trashed for years and forget who's become WWE champion... Their characters are like a caricature of 1920s, like, cartoons. Right? You, you've brought this up, Mike, since the show started. There's too many guys that are, like, the only thing WWE Creative seems to know what to do, look at Apollo Crews, look at the New Day, is, is put a black superstar, make sure he goes out there and that he's smiling all the time. What is the fuck is going on look at bobby lashley he's supposed to be an intimidating brute like coming to the ring and he's still giggling all the way to the ring well he's excited and, to touch them boobies and, and ach was bringing that to light and we were talking about it and it was a topic of conversation and we were gonna maybe have that be the thing to force some change yep and because he had one rant on social media we we discredit him no what he said was right. And Mike, God bless you. You were the first person to really bring that to even my attention, where I realized, oh my gosh, every black superstar just has the same character. Yep. I, why are we forgetting that? Why are we, letting, why are we pushing that under the rug? Just because, I mean, are we that scared? 
are, are we already forgetting this mantra that it's, the Brothers of Discussion would like to force, it, which is it's tough. support it's the superstar. It's tough to break. I think it's really tough to break. It kind of reminds me of, um, and I, you know how much I love bringing things back to basketball. Uh, when LeBron James was leaving it the Cavs. It works Cavaliers. great in the hockey podcast. Yeah, I know. Uh, LeBron was leaving the Cavs to go to the Miami Heat, and everybody was just calling him, you know, all sorts of names, burning his jersey in the streets, um, you know, saying he was ruining basketball, you know, that he's selfish. You know, how could you be making this decision? Um, and all it really did was kind of push to the forefront player empowerment. Um, where you're like learning what the, um, you know, what the situations can be like for the player in a franchise. Um, and it, it's really mind boggling that we would so vehemently defend, you know, the needs of a franchise versus the needs of the man who plays the game. Like these teams and owners don't care about you. That's why you spend your tax money to pay for the stadium instead of them. Like, If, if you, you, you need to, it's, you know, like LeBron now, now people kind of look at it and be like, wow, that was a really smart move. Like, good on him. Like, he, he actually kind of taught us that, you know, you, you should let the player do what he wants. This is his career. This is his life. Why shouldn't he do things that are, um, you know, in his own interest? You know, this is, this is his career. Why, why does he have to be married to Cleveland, um, you know, in LeBron's case? Or, you know, with this ACH thing I, I don't understand why we're so oh yeah why aren't you supporting wwe so what if they made mistakes in the past you should love that company you don't have to love that company at all they don't love you i'm yeah. not saying that the superstar does but i, I mean i i think that this is such a, a a fantastic example of where we need to you know look uh inward and where our 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 love and loyalties lie, I, I'm I'm probably gonna end up every time this there's a new wrinkle to the story when you know whenever ACH gets his next wrestling gig, um, you know look look inward you know to really examine why do you love what you love, you're allowed to change that. You might have made a mistake in the past and worshipped WWE. We do it, um, but I you know we're trying to make that change. You know, it's just, this isn't new material for you and I, but if this is your first Brothers of Discussion episode, love the wrestler, not the promotion. Yeah, I mean... I like, think you should totally stop bashing ACH on Twitter, if you are, and just realize, why are you doing it? Yeah, I mean, if like... It's I, just to blindly follow, you know, <laughs> WWE and everything they do, or to cut off the mat, which is great don't throw dramatic pauses in your rant when i'm ready to say something (laughs) (laughs) matt's got something on his tippy tip tongue he can't wait now now i ruined it my i was gonna say i support you know the greatest company in the world every day in disney and they've done nothing wrong so based on that holy mackerel so what i was gonna say is like song of the south (laughs) i've made my trips to disney and I, I've always made a point when I go down there because I know, like, I do enjoy, like, there, there's so many sides to this coin. One of them is, enjoy your life. I do love Disney World, so I save up to go to Disney World. I'm not going because I, I want 
Disney to make money, which actually, you know, there's people that are making the choice to watch WWE so they have better ratings instead of just going, oh, I enjoy spending my night watching this. Anyway, when I go, Mike, I tip out the ass. When I have a server, I would, I will tip at the fast food restaurants. I, I, I get close to like 30, 35% because I hate the idea that some of these people are, are working on holidays, they're working, you know, and not seeing their family, and they're working these double shifts just so I can be the, the rich a-hole, you know, with my scepter and crown walking around these parks going, I'm ready to ride that ride. Da, 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 da. And then there's, you know. I want a pretzel shaped like a mouse. Doody, doody, doo, doo, doo. 20 teenagers, <laughs> you know, living their worst life. So, I mean, like, those kinds of, like, that's how... Like, I do that, and I try to, like, okay, I'm not here for Disney to make the money. I am enjoying myself. So what do I do to give back? I try at least to do that, right? So let's let's turn this back. You said maybe the WWE superstars don't love us. They're on TV destroying their bodies for us, right? So that's reason enough to side with them over these companies. And I think if you haven't caught the John Oliver, just search John Oliver WWE, and you'll see all the problems that still exist in these companies, uh, especially the newer ones like AEW that don't have like the the proper, uh, I don't know, what do you want to say, like medical um, protocols and uh definitely precautions uh in place to make sure that these guys are as healthy as possible definitely not insured i think we we learned that that these guys still have to go get their own insurance find their own doctors there are doctors on staff but it doesn't sound like it works the same way when you know an nfl player needs a doctor so right there's there's your reason there you know maybe they hate your guts but they're on TV giving you the show that you want. Maybe that waiter or waitress at Disney World despises the fact that I walk in there wearing my Mickey Mouse ears. I'm covered in mustard or cheese. Some kind of yellow sauce is all over my face after eating. That's fine if they hate me. But I'm going to tip the hell out of them because I know that they're there making my day nicer. Um, I, that's, that's where that's coming from. The whole wow, Chernobyl that thing. A, that was a stretch to connect connect that back to ACH but Matt you can do it well <laughs> I think I did it uh the whole <laughs> right am I am I Real still missing that in. connection <laughs> the whole Chernobyl no. thing is just about like how are we still not trying to figure out like a clean energy solution and I think it's because all the propaganda that pushes pushes us away to to staying with coal and gas and you know all of the the um those fossil fuels and things that we can pull out of the earth because there's so many companies already making so much money off of that that control all of the different government agencies and politicians that we couldn't possibly go back to something that could be as simple as a <laughs> something that we're creating ourselves and we just need the right people in place to keep it safe um like that's where that's coming from that's where the whole Chernobyl thing came from is that there's there's this other side of things where you let the wrong, the wrong narrative lead what the story was to forget like where real change could make a difference. I think 
Chernobyl, Mike, the whole issue was the middle management that was making decisions. <laughs> like, or, or the people that put the middle management in place. Like, that was the problem. That's where this all started. Not that they didn't evacuate the city. It was the, the people that were at the top that put in these morons in yeah, charge. Yeah, I mean, well, so, there's bureaucracy uh, <laughs> that allowed, that was so... See, now that is where the alcohol is affecting. <laughs> bureaucracy. It's a hard word. Um, and there were so many middle managers that you could, you had so many fingers pointing that it wasn't my fault. It was his fault. It was his fault. It was his fault. Um, and I, I think it, to kind of bring that back to WWE, um, you know, that's how they operate. You know, we, we can allow them to, um, you know, get away with these, these racist t-shirts with Vince yeah. saying the N word, um, you know, street profits, crime time um because there's just so much content that you it kind of gets lost in the shuffle so i mean ach is one wrestler who now he's not getting retweeted by wwe and he's he's only getting he's barely followed as it is if you look relatively speaking to like you know seth rollins or bray wyatt or somebody like that so it's just it's so easy for his story to kind of get lost in the shuffle because you can there's so much content um but you can celebrate know. the uh, <clears throat> ending of ACH's relationship with the WWE by buying a John Cena Thugonomics Funko Pop that was just announced today. Yeah. Go out to FunkoPop.com and pre-order your John Cena Thugonomics limited edition, Walmart only. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I, I, I hate the Thugonomics character, but go ahead. No, um, I, I feel like it relates. Let's let's put a <laughs> let's, yeah let's uh let's end this segment right here. Um, All right, keep keep talking. I I gotta open up my office door. It's getting really hot in here. No, you're fine. Uh, Albert Christian Hardy. Uh, best of luck to you, sir. I, I hope you make a lot of money in the wrestling biz. Um, and I hate that WWE, a company I've given too much of my hard-earned money to, treated you the way they did. Um, let's move on to something a little bit lighter. Um, yeah. it it shouldn't take a lot a lot of time because i don't think it's super shocking or it shouldn't be shocking if you've been following this company as long as we have uh but basically people are saying there's rumors that the wwe production team is editing the crowd reaction for seth rollins and matt i'm gonna hot tag myself on this one and say duh it was a stupid idea from bad creative I don't know. I think if you didn't, if you didn't realize this, I mean, they've been doing it for, you know, years. It's, it's not that shocking. It's, you know, do you remember when I was in the position of always having to um, like decipher, define, like when I said, that's what she said, I would use it for anything and I'd try and explain it. So the, yeah. the stupid idea for bad creative would be the people who wrote the clickbait article. They're the, they're the bad creative. And it was a stupid idea that, you know, of course, the WWE, when they have the tech, they have the technology, of course, of course, they're going to do this. Um, but no, go ahead. I just needed to explain why that drop was thrown in there. No, I mean, they, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a produced television program. If they need you to see him as a face or a heel, I can't get that upset. I mean, the other one's no, writing I... the story. It's their, it's their, you know, I'm sorry, fiction. It's their fiction if they want to make it look a certain way. I mean, I, you know, bring it back to basketball. I love watching the Pistons, <laughs> and they don't have anybody in that stadium, so they just crank up the noise. What, what do you think a T-shirt cannon is? It's the same thing. 
<laughs> oh man, look at all those people having fun right behind the free throw line. Man, they're Woo! standing up and going, "Wow!" Yeah. Wow. That's why, that's why the rich people are the only ones that ever get t-shirts because they're rich enough to afford the seats in the lower bowl. Yeah. We get I think it's, stupid uh, lottery tickets that aren't winners. No, the story is that, <laughs> you know, I, the story is that we need to, um, you know, move forward with, with Bray Wyatt, not, yeah. oh, they're editing Seth Rollins. I, I don't care about that. I, I really, I don't. I, it's, okay. Uh, you know, I, I hope someone does that for me one day if I'm getting booed. I hope they turn into boo urns. Like, that's <laughs> what I would want. Matt, are you ready to move on from this segment? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you make the best point. All so right. let's, uh, let's talk about silly old decision-making um, that should bother oh, everybody. I hope this is a 10-second segment. <laughs> I hate this storyline. Um, I mean, at the, the end of Crown Jewel, just to preface this the right way, we watched Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury walk away as bitter enemies as Strowman landed the, the power slam on Tyson Fury. What? Okay, not friends. Then on SmackDown, tag team, giggling, pinching each other's butts. What gives? That's, Mike, the, the idea that you write a character that people are booing, but you want the character to come off in the, ra- the way that you wrote that character, right? That is what you just said. That makes sense. However, to make the decision to make these guys enemies instead of yeah. just having them handshake at the end of the match and then two weeks later they're tag teaming, that is something to boo. See, folks, we're going we're gonna to make the – you can put in the effort as a writer to try and make the thing you need to see work, work. But to just randomly throw in like, oh, yeah, then Braun Strowman's going to beat up Tyson Fury – um because i think uh that'll make his character look better and then two weeks later that doesn't even matter why did we do that i I have an answer for you but i want to add a a postscript to our uh rollins crowd reaction yes because i I really regret making a simpsons joke and not tagging it like i could have are you ready so they turned a boo into a boo urns and they could have been like boo earn it down <laughs> <laughs> all right i i needed that recorded somewhere because i was really proud of that joke that came in my head all right I'll, um, I'll, I'll make that a clip for the next show <laughs> i hope you do um so this tyson fury and Braun Strowman. uh raise your hands if this segment is for you Okay, I didn't hear any hands going up, but there's somewhere out there. Um, <laughs> Can you do the I... foley for a hand going up? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we <laughs> did that even come through? <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard that. Um, I, I introduced this episode talking about the continued evolution of WWE's eclectic roster, and I didn't mean to make Tyson and fury a segment into this thought but by god he did it by god uh, he's not for us I, I don't know who he's for he's not for us somebody likes him uh somebody likes boxing still they like a good old tyson fury fight match whatever he does <laughs> uh I like but i just want to connect matches. that to the, the way wwe's roster is so massive that they have different strokes for different folks um 
And eventually, we got to segue into our favorite part of the week. What keeps us going on these, you know, doldrum weeks is the Wednesday Night Wars. And I just wanted to, you know, make comment of how exciting it was to watch Leo Rush, who's hey. shorter than me. I'm I'm barely the American average of like five eight ish. He's like five five. The dude, did you know he's only twenty five? No. And he's already that good on the microphone, and he's that athletic. He's really incredible guy. It's it's a shame that, you know, the the spirits have decided he's going to be short. Because if he was tall, I think he would have been massively pushed. Anyway, this eclectic roster: Matt Tyson Fury doesn't do anything for us. Braun Strowman, they've butchered his character to the point I don't care when he runs out. Um, but they have something for everybody, and the way that they're showcasing leo rush as a cruiserweight champion uh putting him in matches against uh um, angel garza um it 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 just while that segment with tyson you know kind of you know had me you know looking at other forms of entertainment um they have enough variety that i can still come back and enjoy this wwe product uh, like I, I, th- I thought that was an A plus match to open NXT. Something that had what, not even a week of, you know, barely a week of build, um, and it's the first match, so it's not even, you know, main eventing. Um, and I just, I, you know, I, I'm trying to take the good with the bad. I'm trying not to, you know, have a, a Chris M about it. And I, I think that in this capacity, this is something <laughs> to be positive about. And. <sighs> I guess personally, I can digest this Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman, just baseless friendship because of how good NXT was. Is I don't that know our... if you guys can see the entirety <laughs> of the match, but I, it's, 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 you know what? It's so close to being part of the problem with um, ACH that there's so much content, his story gets swallowed up. Like, WWE has a lot of crap matches and a lot of crap segments. Hello, Rusev. But they're able to overwhelm that with so much other content that you can just turn into the other part and watch that. So yes. it's, it definitely kind of reminds me of like, uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's didn't a tragedy. In, there. Like there's a tragedy <laughs> on Twitter and it's, my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And then just give it another 24 hours. You'll either be <laughs> over it or there will be a new tragedy. So, you know, with WWE, I, th- I think they're really allowed to um, kind of get away with some stuff. And it stinks that a company with this kind of budget, Matt, knowing what you can get away with, and I don't mean this for them to be as racist as possible, which is what they did to poor ACH. What I mean is creatively, because there's so much room for, you know, mistakes why they don't take more risks. Yeah, I, I and mean, I, I know I gave you a lot to chew on. That was a Thanksgiving meal to chew on. Um, but yeah, it, it, the well, root of it least... is this eclectic roster. <laughs> I, I, I can at least just point to the last comment you made and just, we, we've, we've talked at length about the risk taking um, when it just comes to like something is micro is the fiend i don't mean micro is to say like he doesn't affect the show i just mean 
you can talk about raw you can talk about pro wrestling but we're talking one specific pro wrestler and he's had multiple characters and now we're talking this one year that he's been wrestling right so from that micro sense they're not even ready to take a risk what did they do they had a guy that the fans are on board with let's make him champion instead of trusting the long-term story trusting what this business is supposed to be about and not just this let's Let's put the guy who's getting the loudest cheers, let's put him in a title match because where's the story? We right. would watch UFC if that's all we needed was to hear these two guys are signed to fight each other. We want so much more than that. And even our beloved AEW, which is the anti-WWE, has turned into more of the WWE than anybody's willing to admit. Their best moments are all promos to me. <laughs> I'm not saying their matches are bad. Their matches, that, the, the um, full gear match card, top to bottom, that was fun to watch. But I am still taking away those promos. Uh, you know, probably not counting, like the Kenny Omega, John Moxley match. That, that's going to stick with you for a while. But, <laughs> you know, everything else <laughs> I think that that's sticks just with you. Wire, Matt. But go ahead. Yeah, everything else that sticks with you are, are those 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 sports entertainment moments. Um, well, let and, me ask the, you this: the short-term decisions get away from that. Let me ask you this because I, I know Raw no. and SmackDown. We've we've been a little disenfranchised um, outside of the NXT um, invasions. I think we're we're really cool. Um, and I'll say that was a really that was that was kind of a risk. Um, was it though? I, in a in a way, let me just say that it's not like <laughs> oh this could go really badly, but more like here's um, here's the what's risk. Gonna, what's Can ultimately going to be the payoff, right? Uh, let me so tell I'm, you the I'm risk. Getting, uh, what? Letting NXT win Survivor Series. That's taking That's, risk. Yeah, see that that kind of helps my argument because they let NXT <laughs> basically sweep SmackDown and Raw. No, because it means nothing. They weren't real. It didn't. That's not the battle. Because if they if if SmackDown and Raw win the war, which they will, that's what'll be talked about. That's what the story will be. They won't. No, that's that's a bigger payoff. But I'm seeing it in the in the short run. Okay. Mm. So what I wanted to do was, mm. um, you watched all of NXT. Mm. I I got I probably watched. 90% of it. I didn't quite finish the uh the EO uh ladder match with all the Kaylee and um uh, Dakota Kai run-ins and then Bailey coming out of nowhere to to pummel my beloved Shayna Baszler that mother Anyway, here's my hot tag for you. What would you say? And I I kind of have one in mind. What would you say was the riskiest segment from NXT on Wednesday? Hmm. Or if that is too tough, um, maybe for WWE programming, because lest we forget, NXT is a WWE program. <laughs> um, like the most outside the box um, matchup or segment. Wait, and we're still talking. Wait, NXT. Want... NXT. Yep. Um, I mean, I think you could argue either way, like they're either not taking a risk or they are. I mean, if you look at Keith Lee beating Roddy Strong, that's not really 
taking a risk. You get to throw in so many different variables in there that make it not mean anything at the end of the day. Um, even EO winning the ladder match, they threw in enough garbage at the end. And I, I did thoroughly enjoy that. That, you know, that, that even doesn't become too, too much of a risk. Um, Xia Lee. Maybe Xia Lee, whose uh, whole character is based off of, you know, or I shouldn't say whole characters, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> the whole, uh, her whole Instagram account is, is based off of, you know, she's just taking pictures of her butt. But then to have that ref out there who had a massive butt and to completely steal the show from Xia Lee, that was probably the big, biggest risk they took because Xia Lee is really building herself as an Instagram star. And uh, for us to see that maybe this ref is, is uh, thicker than her, oh, my God. Um, no, but, I mean, even Leo Rush retaining, not a big risk. Zaya, not a big risk. Uh, obviously, the war game schmaz just for fun. Uh, Swerve defeating Bron- Bronson Reed. I mean, who got well, – you're just building you're... characters. Dunn versus uh, – uh, I think Wait. it's interesting the like the way you've been conditioned like to watch wrestling like those are your answers cuz a WWE program opened with a 5 foot 5 guy in a cruiserweight match against a 5 foot 8 guy like for them a company that wants you to worship, you know, Brock Lesnar and Tyson Fury and Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman um their show where supposedly there's this Wednesday night war where you know they want to win this you know nielsen ratings and and get more dvr you know recordings and crap like that they opened up with a five foot five guy defending a purple belt see now you're you're talking (laughs) you're you're like somebody i just interviewed last week that has an idea in mind and then asks a very general question Um, well, I don't know. Maybe so, I didn't. Your Your Honor, maybe I didn't lead like, my own witness enough. But um, this this goes this, to the same point that I made that you could argue anything either way. I mean, I could sit here and go, "Where have you been the last couple years?" That's not taking a risk on NXT. That's normal. That's that's the game they play on. Yeah, NXT. but it's a different game on NXT. This isn't on the network. You know, for you know, for for an hour where they're basically doing two or three matches. And maybe, you know, a promo and the show's over because it's really only about 45 minutes. Now you're doing two hours on USA and, you know, you got to go back to the execs and, you know, this is this is what we've booked for Wednesday night. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm I, not necessarily patting WWE on the back, but at the very least, you know, this... Like Raw and SmackDown would open with Daniel Bryan or Seth Rollins. Um, you know, uh, Roman Reigns, like the same cast of characters. And I I just wish that they would use, I wish they weren't, you know, as, as nervous as they are, you know, to have certain guys open the show and then that same guy has to close the show. So we do a full circle storyline. Um, we just opened with Leo Rush just fighting for 20, 20-ish minutes um, against Angel. And it was a really good match. Um the the strikes were stiff uh the athleticism was there um the storyline was there angel jumped into the crowd and ripped his pants off in front of leo rush's wife um you know it had it had all the elements that you know i think are great about wrestling um and i I just wish that 
you know, WWE itself, you know, with their quote unquote main roster could, you know, be brave enough to take these kinds of risks with their, with their bigger shows. Yeah. So, so you, you want to know about risks in regards like, like a business and getting, yeah, you know, like, like the, the difference between yeah, that your and, honor, and the I original. Apologize for not, I didn't lead my witness in the right direction. Um, yeah, you're not you're not taking a pro wrestling risk by throwing Leo Rush and Angel Carson in the ring together. It's like, all right, no, that makes sense. Leo holds on to the title. No, no biggie there. Well, it's, it's like how <laughs> AEW, is, uh, just because of the size of their roster, how new they are, they have to lean so heavily into you know Moxley, Jericho, and Cody. Yeah. Um, and NXT closed their show with Io Shirai and Maya Yim. In a in a ladder match, which a ladder match, great idea, but uh, you know, I think it's kind of a risk knowing you know what could be going on AEW, and this is this is how WWE chooses to present itself, you know, at 9:40 on a Wednesday night against the other you know the competition's main event, which is Chris Jericho, um, Sammy Guevara, and S you know battling SCU for the tag titles, so a tag team title match versus you know Io Shirai and and Mia Yim. Well, I think it's a, it's an interesting in, you know, in a different capacity, an interesting risk. I think uh, from the pro wrestling side of things too, uh, now that you, you bring it up like that, comparing NXT and AEW, I think from a pro wrestling standpoint, it's pretty easy to point to who, who I would guess would put on a more impressive match. I don't know about you, but I pick EO. And me again. I probably pick EO just over anything. But I like if I if I was a pro wrestling fan and trying to make that choice, why would you go any direction but EO? And unless like you're you are uh like you've just you you've oh my gosh, I can't think of the word, but uh there's too much beer in my system. Uh, but your program, just to you know, not be impressed by women's Promotion? wrestling. Your, your audience? What are you? What are you trying to get at? Oh no, I said it. Your your okay. program, not to be impressed by the by women's wrestling. Then yeah, of course you're going to turn on Chris Jericho and watch that. But he's he's not in his prime. Um, he's turned it into a headlock guy. He's turned it into a, a shouting. You know, to to. What do to you mean? He, he did a lion salt on Wednesday. It was sure he did. It was more like a cub. Cub, cub, I don't know, like a cub somersault, but it was it was pretty close. So. Um, let me just let me say this for AEW. Um, as far as the risks go, uh, just weird stuff. Um, I think the Dark Order can still get credit for that. Um, and they got a a match against Jungle Boy and that Marco stunt. Um, another guy who like Leo Rush is small oh my god uh that guy's got to be like a buck 20 um and they got rescued by a dude in a dinosaur mask the luchasaurus who comes out and he actually you know you know how he is he gets booked almost like you know the undertaker he gets the double choke slam all these uh i think they're called creepies crawlies uh by the dark order (laughs) uh just these jobbers in all black who walk around like spiders um I think you know, they used the to be called uh, they used to be called the nobodies, like the Kingdom Hearts games. But uh, oh. <laughs> you know, well, companies like Disney, they just don't give you any 
No. <laughs> anyway, Nothing but go ahead. Latch on to. Um, and I'd say the other kind of weird, and it's not that I need like, you know, the fiend every segment, but just kind of like, the hell am I watching? Just, just a little different, you know? Um, awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes came out and I, I know they haven't really been winning you over recently. And I think that's uh, a little deserved, but they came out um, and there was Allie who I believe Allie Jordan. Uh, she's been wrestling AEW dark matches on YouTube and um, well, wins and lost matter in AEW and she'd won a couple of her dark matches. And so she'd climbed the ranks She's number four in the women's division. And she yeah. was on the actual AEW TNT program to talk about how how much she's she's grown and climbed the ladder. Um, and Kong and Brandy uh, hit the stage, uh, knocked over Allie. And Awesome Kong has a new gimmick where she makes – she gets trophies from her victims. Yeah. So she brings, like, a blade and – cuts off the hair and wears it around her waist um so i as far as you know risks go you know they gave jericho a segment about you know 30 minutes into the show where he cut a actually really funny promo with mjf um at cody's expense and then he got you know the the main event uh, later in the night um but as far as you know taking risks uh, this weird trophy storyline with awesome kong um the Jurassic Express, which features a wrestler who's, he's got to be, you know, maybe 15 pounds, maybe 16 pounds. He's, you know, athletic is all hell, but man, I, it, it just seems like a, a you know, a, a medical lawsuit waiting to happen because this guy doesn't have any, you know, body mass to protect him from bumps. Um, and then, you know, uh, the way they push somebody like Darby Allen to, you know, do coffin drops off of a top turnbuckle onto cement and steel. Um, Cause he got to do that again. And I guess he's going to fight John Moxley in some new violent match. Um, so I, I would say that uh, the weirder moments were AEWs this week, Matt, but that the bigger risks were actually NXT. Well, I want to, I, I definitely respect that. Um, I, I, I hadn't really given it too much thought, so I would be doing, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be doing justice to, to really plotting out like some other opinion. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, the thing, the thing for me is I like to take a look at like some of the, the bigger picture stuff and kind of have those kind of discussions in, in regards to like what's going on with, um, well, for example, in AEW, Mike, th this is something that, that just kind of popped in my head. Um, how do you how do you feel? I know I know we make a, a joke out of it with AEW saying that the wins and losses matter, um, but one of the rumors that just popped up in that in that regard was um, that all the records are going to reset once the new year starts. And that, um, and that idea, I, some some people have pegged as like, cool, now they're going to have like season one and season two, which is pretty neat. But does that hurt the whole idea of, of wins and losses mattering? I think um, that's probably good. I think it easily makes my um, criteria for being a risk 
Um, just because what do you, what are we doing with this information now? Um, but you know, I think it it more closely resembles actual sport where there is a season. So it's not necessarily like boxing and um, uh, UFC fighting where you have a career win loss, but you could do it like you know the NFL where you have you know this season's win loss record. Um, and I think it opens up a lot of possibilities where if you do a reboot, uh, you know, maybe somebody who had a rough year, uh, they, they get a, they get a clean start. You know, they start at zero, zero and you know, then, then they can build off and, uh, you know, maybe have a career year this year and, you know, win this year's, uh, AEW championship, something like that. So I, I think there's a lot of possibility there. I, I mean, my initial feeling on it was that it was kind of like some weak sauce, like, you can really bury a guy, like how, um, I mean, except for, um, or no, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm forgetting what actually happened at Full Gear. But, like, uh, you know, Kenny Omega's year so far, like, even even with the fact that that match isn't going to count on the win-loss records, still happened. But then uh, once the new year starts, you can just kind of hit the reset button and, and, and have none of it matter, which... It's kind of our favorite part about the Royal Rumble, which is where I started thinking, like, okay, maybe, maybe this this does make sense. Maybe it makes more sense that I'm giving it credit for. And that's where, you know, everybody, when we have our initial thoughts, that's why we sit back and think about things and let them, you know, marinate a little bit before we hate or love something. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but with all that being said, I I, I kind of. I kind of wanted to jump into too, like uh, a couple of those big decisions at full gear. Um, Cause I, I don't know if you wanted to talk too much more about like the, the intricacies of the, of the match cards or, or what happened on Wednesday. Um, but I do no, think I, there's, I, I just, uh, uh, let's just close that off and we'll, we'll finish it off completely and go to your thought. Um, Matt, would, would you say NXT won this week or AEW? Did you get a chance to watch both? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could give. Um, I couldn't give a. Uh, uh, man, I am really brain farting right now. Um, waking up at five a.m. and then recording at. I think o'clock. that honestly, the for me, I'm gonna let you recover there. I'm gonna say that. Thank you. The show I liked a little bit more was AEW. I really liked how they had Moxley squash, and then ask for somebody with balls to come and fight him. Later in the night, they had Darby Allen go out, win his match in relatively quick fashion, and then accept the challenge. Because I think there's a lot of – we used the word earlier, conditioned. We're so conditioned about how to accept those kind of challenges, have somebody walk out to their song and you know, kind of have a promo off. I think this was a, kind of a nice way to kind of mix up something like that um, you know, on AEW's part. Um, the Jericho promo was really good. Um, I thought the Dark Order segment was really good. I didn't even mention Pac and Hangman. Um, I think that feud's really got some some good juice to it. And SCU is the first team to pin Jericho. That's his first loss where, you know, the wins and losses matter in AEW. Um, but NXT had the best match. Um, Rush versus Garza, I, I really thought that was an A+. What I, what I was going to say was I, I don't think I could give like a, a very honest opinion on AEW because all I, all I got were the highlights uh, for this okay. week. So um, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Hey, there's a baby at home. <laughs> what the, what Whoa. The hell? You know, 
don't get yeah. to call the baby card on us, man. Oh, I'm going to throw we the baby card. We all have babies. No. Um, so frog. Oh, oh, yeah. Really labor intensive. Uh, <laughs> what's your... Yeah, uh, I don't want to interrupt mean, you. Well, I mean, I do, yeah. too, but... You know, uh, to me, from from this uh, from the outside looking in, it just it does look like we're definitely seeing everything get set up to how we've been defining it in the last couple of weeks, or or it's more uh, solidified than it ever has been that AEW is the sports entertainment option on Wednesdays. NXT is the pro wrestling option. Um, I I'm not bashing AEW's talent. I'm just saying the things that I, I come to enjoy more on AEW are the sports entertainment side of things. And the things I'm really loving about NXT come from the pro wrestling side of things. Um, so I think, I think what we're just starting to see is as each week goes on and that continues to be the case for both of these shows, um, it's going to be harder to compare apples and oranges. Um, if you know what I mean, like, you know, what, which, you mean it's big gonna, McMahon grapefruits. It's going to feel like, you know, what What do you feel like watching today kind of thing. Um, and that, that might really drive, like, what is the better show. And, you know, when when you and I talked at the top of the show and we're talking about ratings and how silly everything is, I think it is important that you say both of these shows are great, and that's the important thing. Like, I know that I haven't had the time to to catch you know if i'm making the choice to watch nxt it's gonna be really hard for me to find the time to watch aew within a 24-hour period doesn't sound like it's that hard trust me ladies and gentlemen there's sleep there's full-time jobs there's a baby there's eating you have to eat mike i don't know if you know that um oh i've <laughs> been eating I you gotta eat and, and you gotta make time for yourself so yeah. all that masturbating gets in the way of watching both of these shows completely. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny as I was so excited to make that joke. I, I forgot where my point was going to go, but um, that's what podcasts are for. You're just uh, masturbating to your own opinions. But uh, <laughs> was, did you have, uh, was that your last thought for uh, NXT? Cause I know we're, we're cutting it close here. Well, we, we can call it a night, but I, I mean, uh, like for me, I, w- I want to make sure we do get more of those, these big picture uh, conversations going. I mean, I want to talk about the fact that we've got Chris Jericho still holding the title, you know, like what, what comes next for AEW? And maybe we can tackle that uh, on next week's episode. Um, and, and just to this idea that we, we do kind of, I, I make, I make the statement like, I think at a weekly basis. And now I, I realized I'm panting because it's so hot in my office with the space heater in here. But, um, just another great little, you know, nugget, a little detail for podcasting. Make sure you're panting while you're recording. Um, <laughs> but what we do, we kind of do with AEW, even though we state like we're WWE fans, we're AEW fans, we're pro wrestling fans. Um, we always kind of throw AEW on the back burner when it comes to like these bigger picture stories. And we really only focus on one show. So I think uh, like going forward, I think we have to, we kind of, we got to do better ourselves to, to kind of feed them into, you know, whatever, if we're going to talk CM Punk joining uh, WWE, we should probably talk what, what happens with Moxley beating Omega and Chris Jericho retaining the title. Um, I'm not saying, 
that that's that's you know that's just where I think the fans want to see the the conversations go. Um, but yeah, you're right. We are at uh, an hour and seven minutes now. If my um, what's this thing called? A phone. If my phone's correct. Um, so I, I mean, I'm ready to call tonight. Mike, did you have anything else you want to throw in there? Yeah. Did Did you get beat up by Moxley today? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so tired. I know. Did you go through a barbed wire mattress? What happened over there? <laughs> um. Yeah. I, you know, I'm ready to call it. Uh, go off into the sunset here and call tonight. Um. I. I I look forward to Wednesdays every week. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching CM Punk commentate for, you know, the WWE post game and all that. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, Mondays and Fridays again can be uh, a little bit of a bear uh, emotionally. I don't know how much more wrestling I can watch, but my God, there's Survivor Series right around the corner. We got to preview that next week. Uh, we got war games right around the corner, which Matt, I, those look like maybe the best war games and the best Survivor Series ever. Uh, we're just in store for more excellent wrestling. I think if this was a, a crap package, we'd we'd you know be discouraged a bit, like our Red Wings have treated us, and it's uh. I know we're tired now. It's it's been a long week, but man, I'm 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 gonna be reinvigorated. I, I can't wait to talk Survivor Series and War Games. This, this is gonna be great. Oh shoot, is that next week? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, not this weekend. We got one more weekend. Well, uh, no, I mean that that's one thing I think we we didn't really touch on. Oh, and I'll... another thing, you got to connect it. Uh, AEW is going the the quarterly um, pay per view route. Ah, so they're gonna see, start that's another... doing. Yeah, they're going to start going one picture. every three months. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's uh, awesome. We can talk that next week, too. Uh, what I was going to say, too, is just in regards to NXT and enjoying that show, the pro wrestling was great, but it definitely feels like they made the big major moves in regards to storyline. Uh, same thing for Raw and SmackDown. So now, and I, I had a tweet that I kept deleting. Like, I had a picture ready to go, and I was like, I just don't know the copy I want behind this. And it was basically, you know, this isn't verbatim, but the idea behind it was I just kind of feel like I'm just watching the sand, you know, the little uh, each granule of sand drop as we wait for Survivor Series to finally get here. Like this was that is such a huge announcement. They couldn't do just week after week of invasion that would have been super boring. You can't give us everything. You've got to hold some of that stuff back. Um, and also, you got to keep the NXT talent healthy. So you can't just keep having them fight all the superstars from Raw and SmackDown and then also run an NXT show and then have a takeover right before Survivor Series. Um, right. So I just, yeah, at this point, at least for WWE programming, and, and this, again, is another macro-level conversation, is like, I just that's all I feel watching this is I just don't, I, I don't want to say I don't care, but I just want to get to survivor series. That is, that has put me at such a level of excitement that anything else that's fed to me right now just feels like, yeah, but the survivor series is in two weeks. So get back to me then. And obviously you agree. So with that, everybody head on over to (laughs) brothers of discussion.com and bodpodcast.com. 
to check out all the archives of the Brothers of Discussion. And of course, uh, the Discussion 5, which is our uh, podcast on the Detroit Red Wings that comes out Mondays, Mondays and Thursdays on the Hockey Podcast Network. And then you can find it on BODpodcast.com Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, What else is there? There's at BOD Podcast for our Twitter, brothers underscore of underscore discussion for the Instagram. Uh, You can find us on Facebook two different ways as the Brothers of Discussion and the live wrestling discussion, um, I think, brought to you by BODpodcast.com. And uh, if you could, too, uh, search hashtag wrestling podcast awards. You will find the wrestling podcast awards. Uh, Vote for us for best duo, best podcast of the year, best comedy podcast. Uh, We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Every vote will count, I, I promise you, and I have guaranteed... Whoever votes for us and can prove it uh, will be at the Royal Rumble in January. So I'm offering free hugs to whoever votes for us. Uh, so go ahead, throw throw your name down for the Brothers of Discussion, uh, and then you'll get a free hug. How's, how's that sound? Uh, so that's hashtag Wrestling Podcast Awards. Um, yeah, that's all there is to it. All right. Mike, thank you again. I voted for us. I want a hug. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get a hug. Woohoo! Alright, thanks everybody for tuning in. Oh yeah, we're coming!